Episode 10 of the Patrick Hatter Fantasy Football Podcast. Today's episode, Deshaun Watson. Yes, it is simply called Deshaun Watson because of what the kid has done through the first eight weeks of the season, having even starting game one uh, after Tom Savage uh, was pulled from the game. That's when the kid came in, looked a little skittish the first couple drives, and since then he looks like the second coming of Aaron Rodgers. So that's fantastic. Um, I am joined today uh, by my brother Austin again. What is going on, man? Hey, good to be back, and uh, I'm glad we're calling it Deshaun Watson because it is damn impressive what he's been able to do. I mean, you look at week two against Cincinnati, and, you know, he had a decent game with 17 points, but then other than that, it's been lights out and number one ranked quarterback now in the league. He is in pretty much every format. He is the number one ranked fantasy quarterback, and oh my God, I, I don't know if anyone saw that game yesterday against Seattle. I, that What a battle between him and Russell Wilson. And there's nothing I like more, and there's nothing you'll like more from a fantasy perspective as well than watching two quarterbacks throw the ball down the field the entire game. Those two guys are not afraid to throw interceptions. They do not fear the deep ball. They don't fear tight coverages. Those guys just grip it and rip it around the field, and it is fun to watch, especially what Deshaun is doing with DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller since he's been back. I mean, oh my gosh. I think Will Fuller, I saw the the, the in-game stat when he caught his his touchdown, um, his first touchdown, and it was, he has nine receptions or whatever this year, and six of them have gone for <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, it's you want to talk about a waiver pickup um, for the Guinness Books, that was certainly one, um, as well as Deshaun Watson as well, because a lot of people, you know, with Savage being the starter uh, at the beginning of the year, shied away from drafting Deshaun Watson. But once he was a waiver wire pickup, I'm telling you what, if you were one of those guys who picked up either one or God forbid both and are double dipping with those guys, it's been um, it's been a show. Oh, yeah. Right after the quarterback change, I noticed somebody picked him up in week three, I think it was, which lucky that guy, he got a hell of a pick. He's doing way better than my quarterback, James Winston. But yeah, yeah, the Seattle game was just a battle of the gunslingers. And like you said, they're not afraid to throw the ball ever. Yeah, and three three picks that day, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. And honestly, if you're DeAndre Hopkins, oh my gosh. After the the dysfunction last year with, you know, Brock Osweiler and things like that, where it looked like DeAndre was just, it was done. It was, he was fried because they couldn't get him the ball. Um, And he has to be, he's the most targeted wide receiver in the league. Um, And that is because of the Deshaun Watson factor. And it's funny, Dabo Sweeney, actually, when he came out of Clemson, said, if you draft this guy, you're drafting Michael Jordan. (laughs) Um, So obviously a lot to be seen, you know, with that yet. But this kid looks like he's got the it factor. But you never know. I mean, listen, he's he's someone who's coming in hot, obviously. Um, RG3, let's not forget, uh, beat out um, Andrew Luck. And um, Russell Wilson, his rookie season for Rookie of the Year, and looked like he was going to be the future um, with Kirk Cousins waiting uh, behind him. And we all saw how that worked out. So you never know. I got to stay healthy, and you got to keep evolving as defensive coordinators and and coaches get film on you. But Deshaun Watson, I mean, a shout out to that guy because oh my God, he is looking like a fantasy god, and. He's the number one quarterback in the league right now. Um, almost 1,700 yards passing, 19 touchdowns and eight, only eight interceptions. And three, I believe, were in this pat- the, yeah, the game the other yeah, day. Right. He's also rushed for 269 yards and two touchdowns as well. And he just looks like he's someone who is comfortable throwing it in the pocket and will use his legs if necessary, which is always 
um, a benefit, obviously, from a fantasy perspective as well. But yeah, cap caps off to uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's why we named our episode after him. But that that is something to worry about. You know, you never know when the next year might have a lingering injury or something like that, especially with the dual threat quarterback. You know, there's been plenty of quarterbacks in the past that have come out a season after and just not performed well. Yeah, yeah, and most of all because they're putting their their body at more of a risk when when they try to run the ball. I mean, I you I even saw that with. I even saw that with Wentz kind of last year. Speaking of Carson Wentz, the second-ranked quarterback oh, in the God. league, and the Eagles off to a, what are they, 6-1, 7-1? 6-1. 6-1, Jesus. I'm going to have to move out of Pennsylvania because there's going to be no living with these Eagles fans after that. But, I mean, I remember seeing that with Carson Wentz last year where it was one of those things where you saw it with RG3 too a lot, and that's why he kept getting hurt. Yeah. But Carson Wentz last year, it was a couple of times when he was just trying to make too many plays with his legs, and he was getting slammed or hit really really hard before he would even go out of bounds and it seems like he's kind of evolved his game in his second year to where um he's obviously comfortable throwing the ball down the field and since Aguilar finally started catching the ball um and Alshon has been a nice addition for them and I mean he's just making it work and and Zach Ertz has been a freaking beast I mean he's pretty much the number one tight end in the league guaranteed basically 13 to 17 points a week based on your format um it's been impressive um, obviously not happy about it because it's the no, Eagles, but um, yeah, but wow, from a fantasy perspective, Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz, um, it's been something to watch. Eagles actually sitting pretty at 7-1. Seven 7-1? And one. Seven and one? Six-game winning streak right now. Oh my gosh. Wentz and Ertz just, they have that hookup, and who would have thought Aguilar after, God, Eagles. Stonehands last hated year. Hated Aguilar. Oh my one. God. Hated him. Yeah. Ugh. But, but I mean, Alshon Jeffrey also performing. Alshon, yeah, he's been all right. Okay, so we just went through the top two fantasy quarterbacks in the league, Watson and Wentz. And then you look at who's still sitting at number three, the god Tom Brady. <laughs> the ageless wonder. The ageless wonder. And it's it's one of those things, too, where it's like uh, Deshaun has 19 touchdowns to eight picks, uh, Wentz 19 to five picks. Obviously, like Wentz has kept the interceptions down. But Brady still, 16 touchdowns to two interceptions. I mean, like the guy just does not. Screw up. He doesn't screw up. He's, uh, he's a genius. We're actually currently watching the Monday night game, and there has been an interception thrown by the Chiefs in this game because obviously um, Alex Smith has not thrown an interception yet this well, year. But <laughs> Tyreek Hill took a direct snap and threw a pick in the end zone. It was something. Oh my God! And Simeon just got sacked. Yeah. Great. Now, do the do the points? Is it minus two points for Tyreek Hill for an interception? Yeah, absolutely. it is. Okay. Just yeah. making sure because I have him on my team, which is great. You started him. Yeah, so if you want to hear about my scenario this week, oh, it's, God. it's a good one. All right, so explain. Explain to my everyone. My two fantasy leagues. In my one fantasy league, I was winning by 27 points. Okay. And the opposing team had Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt on his team Ooh, ready to play. So you're done. Okay, hold on. But on the other hand, my other league, I was losing by 30 points and have Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill on my team. Oh, so it is now a lose-lose situation unless yeah. they hit that area between 27 and 30 points oh, where I lose God. both matches. So I'm not really sure what the root for at this point. It's just, and that's where I always get into the. And I know a lot of guys. Listen, there are two types of fantasy players out there. There are types of fantasy players like me who primarily play in just one league every yeah. year, and that's my kind of legacy league with all my guys. Not legacy by the format, but that we've been doing it for 15 years. There's that guy, and then there's the guy who plays in six different leagues. <laughs> they have almost every single player, so they're like, "Oh, I went three and two this week, but." I had all the same guys in one, and then I had all the same guys in the other, and it's like, geez, how do you... I didn't know who to root for because he was on the other team, and just... Right. 
And they're also side betting and live yeah. betting on other apps and stuff like that. And it's just like, I mean, listen, this is America, goddammit. I can mean, do you can whatever do whatever you want. want. I mean, except sports gamble in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what you're talking about. But no, that, that's, there's two types of fantasy players out there. The ones who are stalking DraftKings and, um, yeah. When I, when we need to get into DraftKings and that fan duel bullshit. I mean, yeah, I I've already devoted an entire episode. Specifically I did to devote it. an entire episode to that. Because, Love that episode. Yeah, but those are different. You know, fantasy players who are doing all of those things all at one time. Um, but yeah, it's been a um, it's been an interesting couple weeks. Um, you know, we've really really seen something that's really really impressing me. And this was another waiver wire pickup if you needed a quarterback. But Josh McCowan has just yeah. been taking his nuts out and putting them on the field every <laughs> time he play. I mean, like the Jets were supposed to be the worst team in the league, and McCowan has played to the point where he's really kept them in almost every single game. And he's he's using Safarian Jenkins, and he's even using Curly, and like it, it, what's his face, Robbie? Um, what's the other guy's name? I don't freaking know. Who knows? Receiver. They're Jets. Yeah, they're Jets. The Jets. Josh McCowan's doing this with like a, a, a group of janitors. The island of Misfit Toys. Yes, the there. Island of Misfit Toys. And they're somehow making it work, and he's putting up points. Oh. Where is McCowan? Okay, so Watson, Wentz, Brady, Wilson, Smith, Prescott, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, and then Josh McCowan is the next ranked fantasy quarterback after that. It's That's impressive. Unreal. Yeah, 12 touchdowns, 7 picks, 1,800 yards. Guys throwing the ball around the field. <laughs> That's unreal. I know, isn't it crazy? I mean, they are they are three and five right now, so it's not like. You know, but they like, were supposed to have the worst route. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. They were. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be like. Oh, speaking of, we literally just got breaking news before this started, oh my and God. this is going to be huge as far as the waiver wire this week. Yeah. And I know I am spending all of my my free agency money because um, we do a bidding system, a blind bidding system, um, on Jimmy Garoppolo, literally. A little while ago, before we even started recording tonight, and it's Monday night at about 9.22 p.m., Jimmy Garoppolo has been traded from the Patriots to the 49ers for a second-round <laughs> pick. Wow. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about that. What are you talking about? He looked like... He looked like... I mean, obviously, listen. Every quarterback is going to look better in the Patriots system because yeah. they just have a method to success, but... I mean, come on, man. You saw Brissett go to Indianapolis, and he actually looks like he... I mean, he's been keeping Indianapolis afloat, and he actually, he's actually been putting up good numbers from a fantasy perspective as well. But now he, Shanahan might have his quarterback out there. And if they have Jimmy Garoppolo, and they do finish with one of those the worst records in football, yep. I mean, they're going to be able to grab someone like Saquon Barkley or even trade down and just stock up a bunch of players, and obviously they need it because they've been dog yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing worse than hearing about. So they're they, they're they're winless still, but you know they just got crushed by the Eagles, and it's like all you hear is like, well, yeah, but like all of their losses have been really close. It's like it's like it's like when Sixers fans that I've already been oh, listening to this no, year with the whole trust the process situation. How's it's like, going? all right, how's yeah, how's that going so far? They started one and four, and it's like, well, they played four playoff teams to start, and like they were really close against Houston. So that's what we're doing now, people. We're giving away participation trophies for like moral victories no and close losses. Right, you're zero and seven, you're zero and eight in the NFL. That's what you are. You are what your record says you are. Oh. Who is calling a house phone? There's house phones still? I don't I don't think so, I mean, but no, something's no. ringing. 
I don't even know we had house phones anymore. I thought we got rid of those back in the day. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't even know what to do with it. Throw it's it a out. weird old ring. I'm gonna throw it out. I was just about to get into some great conversation about Jimmy Garoppolo, and now we have a phone going. Well, tell me about Jimmy Garoppolo. So I would never compare anybody, you know, this early in his career with like barely any stats to prove anything. But yeah, because only played a couple about games. Think someone like Aaron Rodgers, who sat behind Brett Favre for how Ooh. many years was it? Oh. Four years, three years, three years, three, yeah. three, four years. Sat behind Brett Favre, one of the one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and now look what he's done. Think about the knowledge Jimmy Garoppolo has gained from Tom Brady and what he's learned and how to prepare and everything like that. Yeah. What if, what if he takes it to San Francisco and just starts going off? Right. I mean, obviously they need to make major improvements to that roster because it's not like they have a lot of playmakers anyway. But we've seen what really great quarterbacks can do to mask bad rosters as well. It's like a la Andrew Luck with the mm-hmm. with the Colts. I mean, he, he his absence – like you could argue that he's the MVP of the league just by – not playing because you see how <laughs> bad they are, and like he took like a dysfunctional roster as well to the AFC Championship game against to the Patriots a couple of years ago, and um, yeah, and I, I don't even think he's gonna play this year. And I know oh, guys yeah. have been bench stashing him, um, but it just looks like they're gonna sit him. They're, they're not gonna yeah. throw him out there not, with not that two and six, yeah, and behind that line, slowly shredding away. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna let Jack Doyle out there just catching passes. <laughs> well, I'm always looking for Jack Doyle. He lit it up this week, didn't he? He did. He, he had a career day. Yeah. Here's a cheers to Jack Doyle for a career fantasy day. Hmm. What are the notable injuries we got this week? Okay, okay. so clearly one that affects mine is... Uh, we don't care about yours. We okay. care about the collective. Okay. Well, Jordan Reed. Now, oh, he hasn't been having the season I hoped he would, but... Well, of course. The guy's been concussed for yeah. three straight years. That's that's definitely going to affect you, but, I mean, that that's a loss for that team that's already, you know struggling i would say well anyone's gonna be struggling with the eagles in their division right now but i'm saying like they have a chance i thought the redskins had a chance at the wild card this year i mean they Um, still do they they definitely no i know what are they three and four three and four yeah i mean yeah jordan reed is a big loss he was a you know he's been a big security blanket for kirk cousins when he's healthy but um you just can't rely on him anymore he's just and it gets scary when you have that many i mean you always hear that he's that he's out with a concussion and things like i mean geez it's like just time to and that's what happens when you are playing with that cloudiness, which I don't care what anyone says. Like I've played with it before. You've played with it. You know, everyone's, everyone's played with, you know, getting their bell rung every now and then. But like to, you can't play, you can't scared. play because then you, you end up scared. right. Cause then, then you end you up get getting hurt. Again. Right. You have to play your full go, not worried about getting hit. You can't tense up because you hear the footsteps or anything. You gotta be able to, you gotta be able to hundred percent. So I mean, uh, Pierre Garçon also went down, but I mean, that's San Francisco. So <laughs> I don't really think that's going to affect anybody, per se. He was on my team, but then again, we don't care about my team. so Right. Uh, Chris Hogan. Yeah, that while, was a big... He was one of the top he was, of the he was. He had a couple-week stretch there. But, yeah, he's um, said he's down with a shoulder injury. Uh, should be a couple weeks, but but they have their bye this week, so that's going to definitely help. Right. And then uh, Zach Miller, another tight end, down. Mm. Mm. I mean, not really my go-to tight end, but right. I definitely, you know... Something up there. Cole Beasley, another one that got hurt. Definitely some serious injuries going around the league this year. Oh, my God. It's been the year of the injury. It's been yep. terrible. You turn around left and right. I mean, it's been quarterback after quarterback. It's been big-time position player after position player. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It, it sucks It's hard. See. It sucks to see. I mean, it's one of those things where it does suck from, like, uh, you know, the product of the game. Because, like, last, like, when the, when the, 
when the Packers played um, the Saints last week or whatever, it should have been Brady versus Breeze. It should have been a showdown. And then you had to deal with, whatchamacallit, Brett Hundley. Rodgers versus versus Breeze. Yeah, what did I say? Brady. Oh, my God. (laughs) Was that a Freudian slip? I just got Brady on my mind because he's so good. So good. He's so good. Mm, Brady. Brady. So, okay. Ugh, this week. to Amari Cooper. Oh, oh bring me to God. Amari Cooper. What a topic of conversation oh, Amari Cooper has been this just... year. And anyone who owns Amari Cooper in their league, it has been the most torturous year of all time for what was supposed to be an elite wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, I drafted him. I know I put a lot of stock into him at the beginning of the season because he, he started off his career with two Pro Bowl seasons and 1,000 yards, 1,100 yards. And he's so talented, even though he does – have the most drops in the league. I mean, he drops a lot of balls, but he's so talented. And so obviously he came off some, you know, he started off with a a good week one with dragging himself into the end zone for a touchdown. And then it was just like week two through six were just absolutely terrible. I mean, he was having one catch for six yards, two for nine yards, one for eight yards. And then Kansas Kansas City. city, the Thursday night game last week, that was for obviously the first week I sat him. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> really? yeah exactly. Are you kidding me? I sat him for Demarius oh, Thomas. God. I literally. Yards oh, I was scores. texting my friend and I was like, what is going on here? I said, what do you think I should do? Do I start Amari Cooper oh. or is it finally time to sit him? And he's like, he goes, I just have a feeling if you sit him, he goes, it's going to happen. He goes, no, happen. He, no. he said, he knew he was playing Kansas City and he's a Kansas City fan. He goes, our secondary is pretty bad. He goes, if you sit Amari Cooper this week, he goes, he's going to go off for like 130 and a touchdown. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, but I can't but trust he him. he doubles that and goes two. Right, right, right. He ends up going for 11 receptions, 210 and two touchdowns. Oh and I just God. lost my mind. I was like watching that game. Because even at 100 yards and a touchdown, I'm like, all right. Like, yeah. at least he's back on track and things like that. But so, obviously, no. he was a must start this week after last week. I mean, nope. like. Shits the bet again. Yeah, and it's not that even that he shit the bet. I mean, 5 for 48. If you're in a full PPR league and you get, you know, 9 points out of that, it's not terrible. But, I mean, come on, man. It's You take away week 7 and he has done nothing, nothing. all I season. I don't get it. I mean, obviously, the Raiders haven't been the what they were they supposed were to be. Year, right. Yeah. But. It looks like Crabtree is their number one receiver, and he's going to continue to be. Which no one would have assumed before the season. Yeah, but you can tell as soon as they get into the red zone, it's so obvious. Like, Carr does not Carr's trust. Looking, Carr's looking for Crabtree. He does not trust Amari Cooper's hands. He's throwing the ball to Jared Cook, his tight end, yep. or he's throwing it to Crabtree in the end zone. Love Jared Cook. I don't know why. I've always liked him. He used to play for uh, well, he plays to play for the Rams, I believe. I think I had him back when he was Oh, player. yeah? Oh, yeah? I'm going I'm to check that one quick. Come correct with your facts. Wow, Tyreek Hill still minus two points tonight. This is fantastic. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is minus two points tonight with an interception. Amazing. So, obviously, you're always looking for, um, you know, kind of like a diamond in the rough as far as like a waiver wire pickup and stuff this year. Obviously, Rob Kelly for the Redskins was supposed to be their number one back. He's had some injuries at the beginning of the season. Um they had they had, Samaji Pirine is a rookie. Um, it was supposed to have some promise as well, but oh my God, Chris Thompson has emerged. Yep. Uh, Chris Thompson is the number twenty second ranked fantasy player in our league. Eighth ranked running back. That's yeah wow. because of his receiving. He is he, dude. He he reminds me of Shane Vereen coming out of the backfield. Yeah, who is a 
he's just a beast coming out. Great catches, he great is, yards man. after the catch, everything. I mean, he's had some monster weeks, and he is someone who is just taking these Kirk Cousins checkdowns. I mean, he's that safety blanket, and he's turning them into like hundred yard receiving games and things like that. So he's been a he's been a beast. He's been a, a nice surprise who I've inserted into the flex position and stuff like that. But um, tell you what. Guys to be prepared for as well. I mean, now is the remember now is the time in the season where your fantasy strategy. This is where it comes into play. You live off the waivers. You live off the waivers, but and most I know our trade deadline just passed. I know this is kind of the time frame where trade deadlines are going to start to happen if you have them. So now it's just about who you have on your roster and who you can pick up. Now is when you win your league. Is when the strategy comes into play because. No one expects guys like David Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys to go down, obviously. Like, you, you understand injuries are going to happen. But now that a lot of the bigger-name guys are out, you really have to start getting crafty with your lineup. And if that involves picking up someone – I mean, obviously, Sterling Shepard should have been owned and things like that. But, like, you need to start realizing, like, with Odell Beckham Jr. out, with Brandon Marshall out – Obviously, Evan Ingram has really established himself oh, yeah. as, you know, he's gotten most, I think he's almost at like 30% of like the passes thrown from Eli Manning that are caught. But Sterling Shepard, when he's healthy and coming off this bye week, should be a beast over the middle um, for Eli Manning. And like, he's someone who could be a wide receiver three flex position who helps you win your league as you start to get to this playoff run now. I agree. I mean... If, if we're just specifically talking about Sterling, then, then yes, because I think I think a lot of people are going to assume that he's going to be looking for Evan Ingram most of the time because he is, I would say, the most dangerous weapon they have right now on the offense mm-hmm. just because of how fast he is. You mean it's not Orleans Darkwell? <laughs> hey, That's he rushed for 100 yards yeah, against the Broncos. Yeah, I understand that. But right, that whatever. backfield has been in shambles since, jeez, I don't even, when's the last time they had an all-star back? Basically back with Ahmad Bradshaw, but... When he would consider him an all-star back when he played for them. An all-star. An all-star. Brandon Jacobs? Brandon Jacobs and Tiki Barber. Tiki Ooh. Barber. Wow. God. They were back. Oh, oh, I remember when Brandon Jacobs was just unreal. Yeah, I, I, I know. When I, finally right. grew, when I was growing up, I saw his later years, which were just... Yeah, those were weird because he but, never got... Because they would bring him in. Obviously, he was the third down back when it yeah. was third and one. And even when they'd go for it on fourth and he one... He still wouldn't get it. And he I'm would like, get stuffed... Every like, single time. It was so annoying. Oh, I remember the days when he would just truck people. It was scary watching him run the ball. Yeah. but And then if not, just throw it up to Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> Jeremy Shockey. Shocker. Oh, my God. Shocker. I don't even I, know I, it. I miss the old Giants, man. Holy shit. Ooh. Yeah. But, oh, well. The only kryptonite to Tom Brady of all time. <laughs> Eli Manning. Think about that. Love it. T- Tom Brady is 7-0 and in Super Bowls. If it wasn't for Eli Manning <laughs> and Tom Coughlin. Oh, my oh, God. That dynamic duo right there. Oh, my God. Could you imagine going out to lunch with them? <laughs> what if all four of them went out, as in Belichick as well? Billy, Belichick, Brady, Billy Eli, Belichick. Coughlin. I don't even know what I would say. Just watch and observe. <laughs> mm. So what do you, how you, how's your record doing this year? Uh yeah, I started off five and zero in my one league, and now I'm I'm five and two. Right, and I'm definitely taking the L this week because my team is just they did not perform. I had Jameis Winston hit me with three. Dude, Jameis, what Jordan, has been going on with Jameis? I don't Jameis? know. It's uh, I mean, he had the injury uh, last week, so they took him out, and I, I it was it last week? No, it was two weeks ago. I think two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had the he had the injury against Arizona, so I can I can understand the two points in that one. Came back against Buffalo, had a pretty solid game. 
but he's he's really on and off when he plays. I mean, it's it's one week he'll just he'll knock it for like 30, 30 points, and then another week yeah. two. This weekend three. It's just it's a real big hit or miss. I mean, he when, does spread it around from a fantasy perspective. I mean, you could probably. I mean, Brate's obviously the tight end to own on that team. Brate mm-hmm. has always been his oh, yeah. go-to red zone guy, even though OJ Howard has those two touchdowns the other week that he had. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Um, has gotten some deep balls. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's just weird to not see. And listen, if you've watched the games and you've watched the coverages, Mike Evans, I mean, it's, they have guys draped all over yeah. him the entire time. Oh, yeah. um, but, but it's just weird. Because you have to, but it's still game. weird not to see him and Jameis kind of be in sync because given how much they were last year, yeah. like it was, you were expecting, I mean, what's his line this year is Mike Evans. Mike Evans right now is sitting. I mean, he had, he has had some good weeks. I'll, I'll give him that. He has, he has four weeks where he has, you know, 90 yards and a touchdown, so he'll have 15, 14 points. Right. But then there's the weeks where he'll have, you know, 60 yards, 40 yards with no touchdown, and I'm not – in that league, I don't have uh, PPR. Mm-hmm. So just like Jameis, it's a big hit or miss with Mike Evans. I mean, naturally, that would make sense. That's yeah. his number one receiver. But, yeah, but going back to that, that league I have on my team, Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, Doug Martin, and Cameron Brait. Mm-hmm. I have all my eggs in the Tampa Bay basket, so – I mean, I, I definitely, I've been impressed, I would say, with Doug Martin, especially because all the prior years I've had him, he was just awful other than his rookie year. So, I am happy with Doug Martin, but, yeah. You yeah. should be. I mean, he I mean, came back with a little bit of burst. I think he's going to be, Doug Martin's a guaranteed, like, 9 to 11 points a week. I don't think he's going to be anything more than that unless he gets multiple touchdowns. But, um, yeah, he's, he's an okay guy. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's, he's a good person to back up Todd Gurley. He was all, he's on the bye week this week. So, I mean, I, Yes. No, yeah. exactly. He's a, he's a good RB2 to insert when, when necessary. I, mean, that, I have Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley. I mean, how can you argue with that? I, that that's back one. Kareem two. Hunt and Todd Gurley. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple options at the deadline because I literally this past week, I mean, obviously Rodgers went down. So then I was just, I was literally starting Andy Dalton and Blake Bortles. But then Bortles is on bye because the Jaguars were on bye. So literally this week I had to start Andy Dalton, who Andy Dalton's been a pleasant surprise. I actually basically traded yeah, him I for Big Ben earlier in the mm-hmm. season. And since that week where he had the negative three points, which He's was been weird, doing I mean, he yeah. consistently well. Yeah, I mean, it's been in my league with my format, uh, we're four points for touchdowns. He's gone like 16 points, 28, 13, 10, 18. So he's been okay. Um, hasn't been terrible. And, but I'd start Mitch Trubisky this week. Ooh, oh, God. Yeah, I don't like that. No. I don't like that one bit. Yeah, it's been rough. But, I mean, it was one of those things where I, I had the opportunity to trade someone at the deadline. And I was like, it was one of those things where in a half PPR league where obviously running backs, touchdowns, and, and receiver touchdowns are worth six points and yeah. quarterbacks are worth four. Um, a lot of leagues do do a format like that. Here's the thing. I was going to hold on to my guys like Tyreek Hill, Demarius Thomas, Chris Thompson, Jordan Howard, Melvin Gordon, Crabtree, Cooper. I, I didn't want to get rid of those guys because with the way guys have been falling this year, it's, it's, it's worth having that bench depth. The thing is, what you don't realize in most leagues, given um, you know that we put weight into PPR and things like that, I don't even know a lot of people who still do straight-up standard scoring. Yeah. You can win your league with a quarterback like Andy Dalton. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I two two years ago when I was in the finals and lost, I was in the finals two years ago in, in 2015, I believe it was, and lost because Odell got in trouble and suspended for that Josh Norman incident, <laughs> yeah. and then Dez was a game-time decision on Christmas, 
and sat. So I basically played the finals without two of my starting wide receivers, and I still I lost in the finals by like 14 points. But my my whole league that, or my whole team that year was carried by Blake Bortles. Like yeah, you can win a yeah, you can win a league with an Andy Dalton, the Blake Bortles, guys like that. I don't think you win it with Trubisky, but, but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously you want to have Breeze, you want to have Brady, guys like that. But you, I've seen guys win leagues with a lower tier quarterback like that because you can get the better wide receiver one and twos, right? And it depends on your scoring, and that's what um, when we had my friend Robin last week who was talking about you know more of the analytical side of things. Um, it depends on how you value players and how you and how you weigh them against not only the schedule they're playing, um, not only you know your league format and how points um, and how they stack up with points, but you know it it all depends on. Uh, you know what your basically what your format is and yeah. how your scoring works and and then obviously like what tools and analytics you use to value players if you decide to go down that road. Um, but yeah, you can you can win a league with a quarterback like that. I totally agree. In a full PPR league, right? You can win your league basically with two very solid wide receivers and then yes. a back that'll catch p- t- passes on you know second and third down. Yes, correct. I mean, because what would you rather have a a quarterback like I mean I wouldn't say James Winston was like the top tier quarterback. No, no, no but he was right up there last year, especially. So a like a, like a Mariota and a Winston. Yeah, so a quarterback that will fluctuate one week have a ton of points or next week have three. Or would you rather have a quarterback like Andy Dalton who's consistently yeah kind of in that 13, 15, 17 yeah. range? Yeah, yeah, I'm you're right. Sure. I, I have the past two three weeks considered starting Andy Dalton over James Winston. I've never been able to pull the trigger mainly because of Mike Evans being on my team as well. But <sighs> yeah, I think it's I think it might be time. It might be Trust time. Andy Dalton. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like if you're kind of hanging around like a 500 record and things like that too, and it's time to really start where some of like you can tell, if, especially if you only do four playoff teams in your league, um, it's really time to start separating. Uh, you know, a lot of the upper echelon teams are starting to separate at this point in the year. Like at this point in the year, you should pretty much know if your team is good or it's bad. Yeah. Um, so, and if you're kind of on that cusp, like in our league, it's four that make the playoffs. So if you're kind of in that five, six, seven range, and it's kind of been going a little bit back and forth, it might be time to make some bold moves at this point. And if that means making a trade um, that's going to shake up your lineup a little bit or finally starting that guy on your bench who's, who's been consistent, consistently... Right, who consistently yeah, I mean, gets you bench puntos and you never have the balls to actually put them in, you know what? It might be finally time to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't playing Adam Thielen for most of the... From oh really? Most of the season, and then I finally put him in. He how, finally scored how, this week. Now he's wide receiver. Oh, yes, he is. He's he's something else. Yes, he is. Big Adam Thielen fan. Number one point score on my team this year. I mean this uh this week. Wow. Twenty point twenty point eight points. How Love many yards does he have on the season now? Oof. Let's, I mean we gotta check that. That's oh geez. This isn't gonna give me the full stats, but oh, it's not gonna give you cumulative. <laughs> a lot. He's got a lot of yards. A lot. Well, it's good to see him finally get in the end zone. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Demarius Thomas to get in the end zone, Trevor Simeon. Oh, my God. I tell you what, Simeon is finally starting to look like a seventh-round draft pick. Here he goes, <laughs> flushed from the pocket. Oh. He's going to throw it deep, and it is That's intercepted. A <laughs> That's a pick. Oh, thanks, Simeon. Oh, no. What the heck was that? That was worse than Tyreek Hill's throw. Who Just makes throws play. like that? This is a rough year as a Broncos fan. Yeah. Hey, you could be a Giants fan. Ugh. Yeah, but it's just one of those things where it's like, after Peyton left, it was like, all right, we have now, <laughs> now, and then Osweiler was gone, which thank God. Thank God. But then it was like, all right, they drafted Paxton Lynch. He's been a bust. He hasn't even gotten on the field, basically. And Trevor Simeon consistently kept winning the job. We have um, Jim Kelly's nephew, or whatever the heck his name is. 
And it's just not good. I mean, I think we need Tony Romo. <laughs> Broncos need Kaepernick. What'd you just say? Tony Romo. Yeah. You need I Tony will. Romo? You know what? I... You know what? Obviously, I I hate the Cowboys and everything like that, and I I I I always wanted the Cowboys to lose, even when Bromo was there. But if there, you know, how they have you can dub your TV in Spanish if you hit like the SAP button and you yeah. get like Spanish broadcast. I wish every single game I was watching, including when I'm watching Red Zone and it's flipping back and forth between games, I wish there was a Tony Romo dub button where I could dub every game and just have... Basically what they need to do is they need to create an artificial intelligence brain of Tony (laughs) Romo who can analyze games. And I want to be able to click at any time Tony Romo so I can hear him analyzing the game in front of me. That would be... that. I do like like him as a... He's fantastic. and a lot of these old head Phil Sims talking head, yeah, a lot of these old head talking, old head talking heads, old talking heads, all talking commentators who are getting all pissy about the way even even media members about how he does things. You're like, well, why would you want to know exactly what's gonna happen? Because it's freaking fantastic and it's refreshing, <laughs> and we haven't had something like that ever. And it's nice to ha- to change it up a little bit and just. God, I, I love watching him yeah. comment, do color commentary and play by play. I want him to do both. I want him to do color, and I just want Tony Romo. He just we we want more Tony Romo. We need more Tony Romo. We need more Romo in our life. I need more Romo in my life. He still can't find. There needs to be a special button on my remote that anytime I'm listening to I the Romo button. I wish I could be listening to Baseball Tonight highlights and just click the Tony Romo. You know, maybe we should change his name to uh, this uh, episode name to the the Tony Romo. I'll change the episode now. It already started. All right, Tony Romo button. Tony Romo. You got any sleepers? Do I have any sleepers? Like, for this next coming week, or is like sleepers I don't want to pick up? I don't know. Are you going to tip off everyone in your league if you do? Hey, they like listening to this. I'm not going to lie. Do they? they? Yeah, they do. All and right. Heads but up. No, I mean, other than probably starting Andy Dalton this this next coming that's week. Your, that's your that's your <laughs> big master plan? Start start the red rifle? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're going to, they're going to, uh, going to Jacksonville, so I mean, it's not going to be like a scary, you know, Seattle defense or something like that, but. Right. But wow, I mean, wow, my Panthers defense has been doing well lately. Unbelievable. Did Who just scored? Did Tyreek Hill just score? No. Oh, no. Those were like past highlights. That wasn't a different... Why is the broadcast confusing me, ESPN? I can't watch a game while I'm doing a podcast. This is stressing me out. And literally, the Broncos are getting pimp slapped right now. Oh, there goes Kareem Hunt for another mm-hmm. first down. They have no chance of stopping this offense. No. But it will be funny to watch the Chiefs all hyped up this year. Maybe get, you know, a top seed and a bye and then lose in the divisional round. Classic, uh, well, who, who's Andy Reid? No, no, no. Classic Romo. Classic Romo. Classic Romo. Oh! Into the playoffs, lose right away. You know what? He was so good for so many years. He was. What a time to be alive. What did he finish with? One playoff win? No, was it one or two? I, I think, think two. It, I think it was. It might, it might, it's either one or two. Siri, how many? <laughs> Alexa, check how many playoff points. Oh, we don't have an Alexa in here. What's the dog doing? Stretching. Okay. Well, what'd you find? Ah. Ah. When you're getting to the end of the podcast and you're trying to fill thirty more seconds. <laughs> Two and four in playoffs. Two and four in the playoffs. There you go, everyone. Tony Romo is a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback (laughs) and already a Hall of Fame broadcaster. And we leave you with that. Deshaun Watson is the god and is the second coming of who? Deshaun Watson is the second coming of Cam Newton. Cam Newton?
Cam Newton. So he's going to crap out in a couple of years and have <laughs> so a 59% have a, completion he'll percentage? Have a, he'll have a wow. Slump, he'll have a little that slump. was a hot take. Have a little slump. The, the second coming up. of Cam Newton, but he might win an MVP. He might win an MVP. God, he's going to win Rookie of the Year this year. Might take him to the Super Bowl. You Do you think know. he wins Rookie of the Year over Kareem Hunt? Absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. Really? Kareem Hunt's. I mean, obviously. No way, like, man. Everyone's always going to look at the quarterback. Like, Deshaun Watson. Guy throws a ball down the field. Kareem Hunt has been the workhorse for that team. I don't know, he man. He is just a beast. All right, I'm going with Deshaun Watson. I'll go with I'll go with Kareem Hunt. 20 bucks? 20 bucks. All right, shake on it. Love that. All right, everyone, that's your episode this week. Uh, good luck on the waiver wire. Um, you can always email the show, hatterpodcast at gmail.com. Austin, always a pleasure. Signing out. And we'll see you next week.